0: What's going on everyone um we just needed a few days um before we did this podcast um i wanted to do this kobe tribute immediately but we all needed some time i needed time nick definitely needed nick needed, needed time i guess uh chris wallace antonio we all definitely needed some time uh, especially chris wallace who's been a guest many many times he's definitely well these two guys we know are the biggest kobe fans that we know but Chris, for sure, you as you will hear, how much he loved this dude, how much he respected him, and how much he enjoyed watching him. Um, but before I do that, let me just read off the names, unfortunately, of this unfortunate crash. Kobe Bryant, 41, his daughter, Gianna Bryant, 13, uh, John Atabelli, Carrie Atabelli, Alyssa Atabelli. That was John's. You know, the, the two women I mentioned. That's his, that was his wife, his thirteen-year-old daughter. Give me one second, y'all. Sorry. Uh, Christina Mauser. I'm just reading down the names. Excuse me. His pilot, Era. I'm sorry if I mispronounced this one. Era Zabian. Also, Sarah Chester, and Peyton Chester. And those are the names. Those were the lives that were lost, unfortunately, on Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon, when uh, we <clears throat> all saw that post from TMZ. We were all hoping it was some misinformation. Some was hoping that they were hacks, but unfortunately, that was not the case. We lost nine lives, and in this case, in particular, first thing we did mention, we, met, we lost one of the most iconic names in sports, for sure. Um, Nick? You the first to tell me uh, when Kobe was in this helicopter crash. I didn't want to believe you at first, and then when I looked at it, I was like, I was hoping, hoping that something uh, there was some misinfo there, but unfortunately, it was not. We le- we definitely lost a legend. Um, Nick, I'll let you start first. Uh, what were your thoughts when once this happened?
1: Oh, I was cussing. Yeah. You when know, I first heard I first read it, I was like, get the F out of here, man. There's no way this is true. I thought somebody hacked TMZ. You know, I thought somebody was BSing on Twitter. So I said, Let me uh do my research before I go crazy And mm-hmm. uh and then you know it's just started getting more and more flooded on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And of course in A B C um LA confirmed it. I just, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. i was just lost for words i was like man this this can't this can't be life and i'm waking up you know just yesterday you know, you know lebron passes him for you know on the scoring list and mm-hmm. i was like you know he congratulated the man about um, hours before then and you know that's the last thing you thought was going to happen when you woke up
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: the more news started flooding in about his daughter being on a plane and then they, and, you know, people were trying to be the first to hit the scoop. You know, they were saying mm-hmm. Rick Fox was on the on a the, um, helicopter. I said plane on a helicopter. Mm-hmm. So it's just a whole lot of a roller coaster of emotions uh, that day. But I'm still kind of in denial about it, even
0: mm-hmm. though I
1: know it happened. You know, you done seen all the tributes yep. and all the well wishes everybody had to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably really gonna hit home till they had a the funeral. Mm-hmm. So yeah i was i was definitely cussing Mm -hmm. because i did not want to believe it a lot of f-bombs were dropped then denial then the tears Mm -hmm. and then you know just trying to find just hoping and still hoping to this day hoping right now there's a lie Mm -hmm. but you know
0: it happened all right um Antonio, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go with you next, and I'm, I'm gonna say Chris for last. Antonio, I'll let you go ahead and, and speak. Okay. Yeah. So uh, on Sunday, uh, I had actually, this was around like, a, like a 30, 12
3: o'clock. I'm in Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. I went outside for a walk with my family, wife and kids, and uh, you know, we were outside maybe half an hour. I didn't have my phone with me, so I came back in the house. And I looked at my phone and I had like Google dealers, twitters, like everything was just going crazy. And I, all I saw was like death and died and nah you lying and just stuff like that. And I was like, What is going on? So I looked and it was like Kobe died and I was like, Nah, somebody playing a game. So I turned put, put my TV on and uh it was still kinda early. Um I think it had just happened, like I was looking on ESPN I was like, where in particular, like if this is really happening, Where is the news? I was like, no way this happened, no way this happened. Um, you know, five ten minutes passed. Everybody pretty much like DNA. All the major networks were kind of, you know, they confirmed it. It was right
2: there, 41. I was like, wow. They kind of like Nick said, just saw that you know
3: Rick Fox was on there. I was like, oh wow. Then I saw Whole Family, Whole Family was on there. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, you say obviously it happened, and I just. I don't really know how to process it. Um, you know, this Posey's, is definitely uh, i mean, he was a childhood hero, but, He uh, pretty much introduced me to the sport of basketball. Mm-hmm. Growing up, when I was like, he you was know, like seven, that's when it was uh, the, National 1999, 2000 championship, maybe I was about seven years old. Um, yeah, I mean, he pretty much introduced me to the game. And so, uh, I'm kind of, I always watched him and kind of respect him as a player. Um, you know, and beyond that, you know, what really hit me is just kind of when I realized that his daughter little sports and, and therefore, like, she was always with him and he was a family man. And yeah, he had a huge family in life and other girls, but with Gigi, it's just like I could see that she really did, really, you know, they had a real connection. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it might have that Jane or something like that. He was just kind of saying, you know, it kind of there's an irony in it. Like they that were the two on the helicopter, um, and you know, just kind of thinking about those last moments. Um, you know, as as a father because we probably say, you know, please stay my daughter, please you know, please don't take her, just take me. But, you know, ultimately it's just, you know, the irony of it that that it we're together in their last moments. Um, it's sad to think about. Um it's, I still kinda of, I mean disbelief don't the really they really think it's true. But, you know, and you know um, I've been on ESPN pretty much now nonstop the past couple days. Really impacting it. It's just work and school and everything else that's going on. But, you know, pushing through, I know it get better at times. It kind of, uh, for me to not actually know COVID, having that on this kind of crazy how it impacted me and everyone else. So,
0: uh, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of my initial thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris, before I let you go, I'm just going to say this real quick. I felt like Sunday was definitely one of the worst days. One of worst experiences uh ever for me to see that to hear that news and see that happen because i felt like he didn't quite accomplish everything after his retirement yet he wanted to he wanted his daughter to be one of the all-time greats or maybe the greatest ever in the w- NBA. i felt like everything he had his academy huh and you know they, yeah. they were heading to do something that they loved is what it was three and three girls that went on it on at Mamba academy and they they were heading over to do something that they loved to do, and that was basketball. And to hear all of them dead, it was definitely, definitely one of the worst worst days, definitely that I've witnessed. Uh, let's not let's not count worst days in sports. Worst day in the NBA. This is just definitely one of the worst days ever. Uh, Chris, I'll let you go ahead and have the floor. Yeah.
3: Obviously, um, know, you guys you know how I feel about Kobe. You know, Kobe. You know. <laughs> Kobe carried me through college, you know, uh, you know, watching Kobe and rooting for Kobe. I mean, that's where, you know, some of us connected, you know, Ron, you and I, met you and I, through sports and through my love for Kobe Bryant and for some of you guys hate for Kobe, the basketball player, of course, the competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, you always had a respect for him, uh, but you guys know that it was like Kobe everything. Y'all make jokes about me uh, because of my, my love and admiration for Kobe. Um, and so, you know, when I got the news on Sunday, of course, I'm, I'm, my, my group chat's going crazy and, you know, and you're running the TMZ and the TMZ site crashes and I'm like, come on, man. You know, and then, you know, there's ABC and there's CNN and all of this stuff and I was in such stunned silence and just numb all over. I remember I had taken a shower and I got up and, and my family and I were about to go to the mall. Um, and I sat in my man cave for three hours, you know, and, and just, yeah, you know, just looking, flipping through my phone, looking at stuff and watching the news. And I just was so numb. Like, so it, it, it was so emotional. Um, it, it was the worst day in sports history, like the worst day that I can, that I can remember in sports history. I've never had a feeling or experience like that. I remember when Aaliyah
2: died. I remember where I was, you know, I was with, uh, Youth of Arlene, mm-hmm. and, um,
3: and we were in college, and, and I remember that moment, right? And that was a sad moment, you know, it was a really, really sad moment. And and Kobe's death, is, it's one of those things where you'll know exactly where you were and what you were doing when you got the news of that, that happening. And it's just, it's still like, you are know, seeing that dash, you know, 1978 through 2020, like, and, and Kobe's picture up there is still so surreal. It's just it's, it's unbelievable. I, I, I just still can't believe that it happened. And, you know, Kobe was was this generation's Jordan, and, and you could see the respect that the, the players in the league and the coaches in the league and the executives in the league have for him and his family. And then, you know, again, like, the like with, you know, all of these conflicting reports of Cruz on the plane, I mean, just – man, it just got me even more emotional. And, uh, you know, and I feel like I'm getting there now, um, getting more emotional. But, like, just hearing GP was on that plane, man, mm-hmm. and, like, the plans that he had sort of laid for her,
2: mm-hmm. you know, and,
3: like, you could see the transition from basketball player to post-basketball career, and it was, it was such a seamless transition. Like, there was no, uh, like, Kobe, like, really – truly made a transition smoother than any player that I can remember. Uh, and, and you know, any great player that I can remember because I, I know that there were concerns, you know, with some people who wondered what Kobe would do and how he'd handle not being able to compete on the basketball court at the basketball. And he had it all figured out. Like mm-hmm. uh, he said, you know what, I'm gonna write children's books, I'm gonna give you know, I'm going to spend time coaching my, my baby girl team or my daughter's team. Uh, and I, I'm just going to give, give, give. And I'm going to invest. And I'm going to invest. And, you know, just to, uh, I, I just, I mean, I'm a father. You know, and I, I can't imagine the pain. Uh, that that the Bryan family is experiencing right now. I mean, we're talking about Vanessa,
2: but what about the the, the other girl? What about Natalia, the oldest daughter? Like right. her sister is not
3: there anymore. Her father's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's painful, you know. And that that's just really painful. And um, it, it's hard. You know, I, I'm I'm trying not to watch
2: stuff, right? You mm-hmm. know, but I I just can't help but to watch stuff. Like the other night, you know,
3: Kobe's last game airs. I'm not watching it. And next thing you know, I watch the whole thing, and I cry again at the end of the game. You know, mm. and it's just like, gosh, man, this is this had such a great impact on on me, and I'll never forget what Kobe Bryant. You know, I'll never forget the day he came into the league. I'll never forget the time he challenged Jordan. I'll never forget defending him to no end. You know, with you guys <laughs> saying that you know Kobe is. Definitely, blah blah blah. I'll never forget those Sacramento Kings series um, where I thought the Kings had a better team, uh, and, and they were about to knock get throne off. Um, I'll never forget you know, Game Seven in the Western Conference Finals against Portland when I was for certain that the Lakers were about to lose that game. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just stuff, man. Like Kobe,
2: he, he meant a lot to a lot of people, man. Mm-hmm. And, and. You
3: know, I, I just wish that people would give people their roses while they're still alive. hmm You know, had Kobe, you know, I, I know that Kobe knew he was loved and
0: respected, but I don't know that Kobe knew that he was loved and respected and had this kind of impact on people. Right. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, it's just, it's, it, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I had to clear my throat there. It's just un- unbelievable loss. For sure, and I just hate, I just hate it. I I, I don't have nothing else really, but it, it's, it truly was a sad day. But we're now gonna do our best to celebrate his life. With now with this uh, with some of the questions I have to ask you all. Chris, I'll start with you. When was the moment that you became a Kobe Bryant fan? Uh, some of uh, his his
3: rookie season uh, when he jumped on Ben Wallace. Um, <laughs> that, that, that wasn't his rookie season, I'm sorry. Um, it was. Okay, so first of all, let me let me go back. I remember when Kobe uh, announced that he was entering the draft, right? And mm-hmm. I said to myself, this is no joke. Here I am at 15 years old, and I'm like, what's this, this dude talking about from? I ain't never seen nobody. Six five, they was looking at like six five, one eighty five, one nine, whatever he was at the time. I was like, man, this is too small to me trying to go into the league. Because the year before, Kevin Garnett, you know, came she went straight from high school to the league. Right. Kevin Garnett is a bona fide seven footer. You know what So that's, I think, an easier transition. But she didn't see guards coming into the league, small guards, or or not small guards, but you know, small in, in terms of he he didn't have an NBA body at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but I remember, uh, you know, that whole rookie season, and I saw, I saw this cat, and I was like, man, this cat is challenging Jordan. And I remember all the comments and stuff, and I was like, you know, he's got some balls, you know, to be able to, to come in at that age and say, I'm going to be better than you, or I'm, I'm challenging you. And then, of course, the air balls in Utah, you know, and, like, my thinking at the time was, you know, I was like, dang, you know, he, he shot in balls, he shot air balls. But my other thought was he had the audacity to shoot them. Mm-hmm. you know and like, I was like that that's what volumes about his mentality man and like i had no idea what he was going to become at that time and of course you know Kobe went from the airball shooter in utah to legendary Kobe uh but you know it, it was it was during that rookie season uh that you know he just really he inspired me man because I' was like gosh you know this dude is like just to come into the, to the league with such arrogance. You know it, it, you know, it makes you realize that you know, on some level, you've got to have some level of arrogance within you and, and, and belief in your ability to be able to compete on that level with grown men.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I remember I was watching, uh, and this was before Jerry West had come on uh, a couple of nights ago. And, and, you know, by the way, he's, he's broken up
0: by this coding stuff. Man. Yes, he uh, is. He's, just, he's
2: hurting. Mm-hmm. It's hard to watch and listen to Jerry West uh, because he's just hurting bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember uh, they were talking about his pre graph workout, and they said he
3: shredded. Like, he destroyed Michael Cooper. Um, and, you know, I was like, okay, we got to see this dude. He said, like, we got to see this dude play. And he was just so athletic. I was like, dang, this dude at 17, 18 years old is so much more athletic than a lot of the guys out there on the court now. You just didn't see that kind of athleticism. He was just really raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't have, like, a refined skill set at that particular point. But it was just something that you hadn't seen in in, in a really long time. I mean, in fact, you hadn't really seen a guard like that coming to the league with that athleticism at 17 years old, uh, being able to compete with grown men. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it was it was during that rookie and and then you know, of course I just fell in love with with Kobe the basketball player, and, mm-hmm. and then
0: later on in his career, uh, and then in retirement, Kobe the human, Kobe the father, like that that really uh, drew me even closer to him. Right, and one fun, a little fun fact about that uh, airball game that you mentioned, Chris, because I read up on this today. What happened? He, Kobe, had to do it, that. Pretty much had to make no-shot attempts, because here's what happened. Byron Scott had a wrist injury in that, uh, I think before that game, I believe. Robert Ori uh, was ejected from the game because he shoved Jeff Hornacek. <laughs> and then Shaq fouled out of that game because he took a pump fake from Carl Malone. And Kobe had no choice but to try to take over at that point, if I remember. Is, is that how you recall it? Chris? Um, well,
3: it was the first couple of air balls Shaq was filling
0: the game. Yeah. Know, because I remember, you know, Shaq wrapping his arm around Kobe on the court.
3: Right. Um, you know, but no, I, I mean, you know, I think Kobe, I, okay, so I remember two of the air balls. And I mm-hmm. was like, you know, this, this, it wasn't really was in the flow of the offense. Mm-hmm. And although Byron Scott might have been out, and Robert Ory and Shaq might have been out of the game. Uh, it just wasn't within, even at 15, you can understand, you know, at 15, you can understand the flow of a basketball game, right? I right. you got I understand, you know, pass, pass, move, cut, you know, and, and you can, you know, differentiate between a good shot and a bad shot. And, you know, those two shots that I saw were just not rhythm shots, not in the flow of the offense. I was like, what is this dude doing? And you could tell that he didn't even have third point range at that point because his, he just wasn't strong enough. Right. Like it was it, like a force. If you look at Kobe from '96 to about '99, when he shot a three, it looked like it, it. looked like it hurt. Like it was. It was like a forced shot. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you
2: know what I mean.
3: Like he was pushing the ball as opposed to shooting the ball, and so
0: uh, it, it wasn't ready for that shot. Yep. That was. That's what I was wondering. I was just wondering. Um. So, uh, Tony, I'm gonna ask you. Uh, what was when was the moment you became a Kobe fan?
3: Yeah, that's kind of how I opened up the call, and uh, I think it was talking about 99? Yeah, well, probably 99 years, you know I mean? I'm just, like, i was young, but I mean, I watched basketball when I was at my mom's box, and, you know, I was watching with my uncle and with my grandpa, but my grandpa, a huge generation, guy, like he's watching, he's talking about Bill Russell and Will
2: Chamberlain. and I'm like, hey, that thing doesn't do you know. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always talk about that, but so that kind of got my, my interest, my juices flowing, my entire basketball goes. Uh, but yeah, like, literally, my mom was telling me on TV every Laker
3: game that was coming out, people watching. I've seen the, the uh, Sacramento Kings and the Emily Lakers battles, Man, those were popping, man. He and Jack Toby versus SeaWorld and G Watch and Christie and J. After the it? I want to balls, man. That big, man. Just Don't forget like
2: Bibby. Yes. Like Bibby done Chris here. Like, those were those. That was a phenomenal
3: basketball games, man, man. And that's what literally, that's what really is. me now, uh, I say this all the time. Like, I never really saw, you know, playing a thing that I wasn't really motivate really the rest of what was going on. But, right. you know, I'm going to say it's fine coming here. But, to
0: me, you can say it's Big Man, Little Man combo, or you could say. Just flat out best duo, but Shaq and Kobe, I've never seen a duo that's as dominant and those two. Right. Champion um, teams, just like you know, you have A Kobe
3: and twenty four Kobe. Those are, yes, it's still Kobe, but those are two different individuals. As Chris said before, A Kobe was his game was predicated on
2: flashiness, on raw talent, on athleticism, and then when he transitioned into twenty
3: four, that's when he started to work on fade away and footwork and. Was,
2: and that's why he has become the most skilled basketball. It might be the most skilled basketball player ever. Mm. Um, so there, there are two different players, but I
3: feel like it was number eight that, that's the guy that I was. I guess the basketball player that I was more so. fan of at first. Oh, yeah, man. Like I said, back in about two thousand or not two thousand,
0: and like nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. That's when I really, uh, you know, I caught behind of it, man, I really like this yeah. guy. Really right, good. right. Nick. Um. Here's the deal. Nick, you didn't necessarily like Kobe at first. No. You didn't like him at first. No, and I didn't
1: stand his so goody ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what exactly made you so upset
1: about Kobe Bryant? Because he was always winning. <laughs> I was sick of it. That's his damn goody. <laughs> Every time I root against him, he's killing these guys. And Sacramento just couldn't get over the top. Damn Doug Christie, Mike Bennett, <laughs> Chris Webber. Just <get> finish him. <laughs> for goodness sake, I was begging for the to finish him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But you know what happened at that time? That overtime, Shaq did well in that overtime. I remember before he uh, left. Before yeah. he left. Now, that, that overtime, I remember it was during their... The third championship was that the third cha- was that third championship there. Mm,
1: too many of them. Too
0: many of them. There's too many of them. That yeah, was that had to be the third one because I know that second one they were they were they only lost one game that second one, but it was definitely. <laughs> Whoa, oh, oh, oh. hold on, Chris. He's, he's... sound a little staticky. Can you speak? <laughs> Something happened there. Can you hear me a little bit now? Yeah. Better? Yes, I can definitely. Yes. I said, I said that was the game when Peyton Airball, Three. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. That was.
1: was
0: yep. oh, yeah. That was the one overtime, yes.
1: glad I mean, you knew it when we got to the Eastern Conference final, I mean, well, Eastern Conference. when they we got to the finals, and they played the likes of the New Jersey Nets <laughs> and the Indiana Pacers. The <laughs> oh, only person I hope don't, well, I hope I kind of hope for Reggie Miller to do a little something, but I really hope for AI. I say, AI, please don't let them get 16-0. I can't go to sleep. The rest of my life, knowing <laughs> that these boys just swept the playoffs, <laughs> and he showed up that first game. Oh, Lord. oh but, but uh, my getting to my love of Kobe was during his uh, actually when he was going through that uh, trial situation. Um, because I was upset as much as I didn't like the man, I you know I I respected his game. Mm-hmm. but I did not like how people was treating him, how, you know, like, just yesterday before the trial, you know, he was God's gift, everybody's favorite, McDonald's, Sprite commercials, and then after that, you know, I would go to school and hear folks saying all kinds of crazy shit about it. I'm like, whoa! Well, that just your man's last week! <laughs> I mean, you don't even know the whole story yet. You're just going off of what somebody said to you, like, but, um, it's work ethic. Like, you know, usually around that time when things happen to folk, especially a uh, athlete of that caliber, you know, they usually don't play well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, their game tends to fall, and, you know, it's just not, you know, it's just an off, it's going to be off for them for, for a while until they get their life together. But that man, I have never seen a person play that well under pressure in my life. <laughs> that man was going against the trial his family was in shambles at the moment mm. and he was losing endorsements and fans turned their back on him mm. and this man was out there like he was playing for his freedom right? <laughs> as Dave Chappelle said <laughs> and I just couldn't believe it I said this man is killing everybody in the building like, right. with no hesitation just going out there just busting heads and I said yo this guy is different that's yeah. why I was like, yo, I, I really like this dude. Like, there's no way, like, even you know, I don't want to bring up Michael Jordan's past, but even when he was going through that gambling stuff, like you know, I don't remember him putting channeling that stuff. You know, he you know he was still Michael Jordan, but the way Kobe channeled all that and just went out and and balled out in anybody's arena,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then to come to find out his uh, work ethic, you know, I just couldn't believe it. Like he wake up. Three a, three a.m. Go practice for a couple hours. Take the cop to home helicopter home. Mm-hmm. Two hours. Come back. Work out three more hours. Come back home. Go to sleep. Go back. And I was like, Yo, this cat's work ethic is insane. Yeah. Like like he said, nobody was going to outwork him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care how hard you work. You can work all year, but you're not going. I, I'm always I'm like years ahead of you because I don't outwork you. Mm-hmm. Wait, you know, like it's like yo, this dude is like next level athlete and there uh, and we talked about it before like we felt at one point he wasn't getting the respect he deserved because like how is this man not mvp mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? i was like i was getting pissed about it I'm like how is this man the greatest basketball player in the league i don't care what nobody says mm-hmm. after jordan retired the greatest basketball player in the league and steve nash got it twice
2: mm.
1: yep and he you know he he housed steve nash except for that you know, when he was with Kwame Brown and Smush Parker. Yeah. You know, he tried his that. best. <laughs>
0: Ew, help him. Help him. Help. Help Kobe Lord. And yes. Kwame Brown and Smush Parker. But, uh, yes, go ahead.
1: You know, at that time, he was the greatest player in the league. And, you know, people still had that dark cloud over him for what happened. But he was killing cats. Like, you know, especially that one year, he what he averaged 37 points or something like that. Yes. Man, he had 62 points in three quarters. He <laughs> outscored the Mavericks. Yeah. They had 61 <laughs> And yeah. Phil just sat him down well, Imagine if he would have let him play He would have broke with Chamberlain's record I don't give a damn what nobody said <laughs> 81 would have been He would have been number 1 and number 2 scoring, uh, uh, Highest scoring game of all time That was insane <laughs> But I, uh, I'm I'm going to get off my box And let somebody else have the podium
0: Oh man uh, For me it was a couple Obviously other than winning the championships Obviously that uh Comeback win over the Blazers, Game Seven during their first title run. They're down 15 in the fourth quarter, and obviously Shaq and Kobe went off. Oh, they shit. went on <laughs> pretty much a tear after that. They went on a 15-0 run. The tie the game, they outscored them 29 to nine in the last 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes and 15 seconds of that game. Okay, many teams would have folded. They would have just given up, honestly. But Shaq and Kobe, they, you know, obviously they had a great Phil Jackson their first year with them after they, obviously the following year when they got rid of Dell Harris. But that one to me was very special. And obviously uh, one that I read up on today, and I remember this one now, Kobe Bryant, when the Lakers were up 3-0 in a series against the Kings, he went to go visit Vanessa because she was in the hospital. Something happened there. But when he came back after that daybreak, he dropped forty eight points on the Kings. And that and that they were up three oh and they made sure and he made sure that, that series is over. He said in that game he also had sixteen
3: rebounds.
0: Yes. He did. He was he was an assassin that day. He did. He he, he said life or death. That's what he said. That man said <laughs> that's exactly what he said. I mean, hell, when he, it doesn't matter. And that that moment there it doesn't matter. How many games you're up by? You put those you put you, your opponent out as soon as you can don't we give a damn see everybody loves classic games and classic moments like we all do that but let's be honest athletes in that particular moment athletes should desire to destroy your opponent every single game and kobe and i admired that kobe did not give a damn he wanted the kings out early <laughs> so he didn't have to deal with them anymore oh man so those are my those are my moments that was my those come my, my moments there um Double things, couple of fun facts here before I get, uh, well, one 1996 NBA draft fact before we continue. All right. Number one, Kobe Yes was traded. He was selected by the Hornets, but he was then traded, obviously, for Vladi Divac. <laughs> it was more involved, but Vladi Divac. Now, yes, I know a lot of people have picked on that before, but let's be honest, The uh, the, the before this draft, obviously, you all remember, Alonzo morning had joined the Heat. That, this is the year the Hornets missed the playoffs. So they had to figure, now they had Kobe, and he probably, and they probably should have figured out what to do with the center position at that point, <laughs> but the Hornets had centers by Alexa, Matt Geiger, and Robert Parrish, <laughs> Robert Parrish, what is 42-year-old Robert Parrish still doing in the NBA at that time? I have no idea, but that is what happened, but they should have never done it, <laughs> I don't care, they, they, I would have figured it out personally, but let me read it. To you all, the names, obviously, the 12 names that were selected before Kobe Bryant. Obviously, these were some good players. They weren't, like, all trash, obviously. All right. Number one, Allen Iverson from Georgetown. The Sixers select him. Hoff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The Raptors selected Marcus Camby out of UMass. Number two. Number three, Uh, I believe you and Chris met this dude at a rally. Not rally. At some sort of event recently. Sharif abdul he was selected by the. No,
1: no, that's, that
0: was that somebody. was Abdul. That was that's not,
1: him? That's not. That was somebody. That else. was somebody else. Abdul oh
0: right man, there. I'm see, I'm slipping. I'm slipping. <laughs> <laughs> Sharif Abdul Rahim, Vancouver Grizzlies, number three out of California. Now this right here, number four, number five. These two guys swapped. T Wolves, no, excuse me. The Bucks had selected Stephon Marbury out of Georgia Tech. The T Wolves selected Ray Allen out of UConn. They both switched, and obviously Marbury ended up teaming with Garnett, and Ray Allen was with the Bucks. Now, the Celtics and Mavs, they traded, they, the Mavs were at number six, and the Celtics were number nine. They swapped. So, number six, the Celtics select Antoine Walker out of Kentucky. Now, here's where things get a little, uh, <laughs> this is where things get a little crazy. Clippers select Lorenzen Wright out of Memphis, okay? the New Jersey, Nets number eight, Carey Kittles out of Villanova, which wasn't bad, but it wasn't, but he wasn't Kobe. <laughs> The Mavericks. Oh, God. Samaki Walker out of Louisville. Ugh. Pacers selected Eric Dampier at Mississippi State. Warriors selected Todd yeah. Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hey. Chris, hold on. Hold on. Somebody's cracking. I can not hear you, but hold on a second. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, okay. There you go. And hold on. I got one more. Todd Fuller for Golden State Warriors from NC State, and the last pick before Kobe was Vitelli Potipinko. From <laughs> from Wright State University. Now the other players, oh <laughs> see, there's some NBA scouts that probably lost their jobs. I'm assuming mm-hmm. years later. <laughs> but other players that were in that draft, Pedro Siakavice was picked after Kobe, and obviously Steve Nash was picked by the Suns number 15. He had Jermaine O'Neal number 17, and Derek Fisher was selected number 24 from mm-hmm. the from the Lakers at Arkansas Little Rock. Nick, what did you say about Derek Fisher yesterday?
1: What do you mean? What did you say about Derek Fisher? I mean, he said some real nice things on TNT. Yeah, you riding the coattails of Kobe? What <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say? Would you know who Derek hey, Fisher hey, was if it wasn't for Kobe? Yeah,
3: you know, was the leader of that team. Take it I, easy. I mean, I people, anybody who who follows the Lakers knows that Derek Fisher was the leader of that team, mm-hmm. even though Kobe was clearly the best player. Like, Fish kept everything together because remember, when Fish left
1: and went to Utah, he forced his way back to L.A. And that's only when Fish came back to L.A. is when the Lakers went back to the heart. Right. Even Paul Gasol got to L.A. Oh, Jesus. Paul just called it the dice. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, no you know, right, man. Like, Gasol had a lot to do with
3: it, but without Fish, without fish stabilizing voice in the locker room, uh, the Lakers don't don't win those titles, man. I'm sorry, because Finch was a different kind of leader than Kobe. Kobe was very demanding at that time. And Finch, to my understanding, was more like, let's, let, let's, you know, calm down, Kobe. But he, remember, like, Kobe talked openly about this. Like, Fincher was the only person that Kobe would listen to.
1: Yeah, he's the game manager.
3: <laughs> but, well, hey, man. Sometimes you need one of those. Yeah. Hey. And like you know, again, like you you got to have somebody in the locker room that can calm down your best player. And and Kobe respected Derek Fisher, and the Lakers needed Derek Fisher, and they knew that. That's why Derek Fisher figured out a way to get traded back to the Lakers. Uh, and I, well, I, no, I think his daughter was sick at the time. Didn't his daughter have
1: to get yes. some eye
3: surgery or something? Yeah,
1: his daughter was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he ended up getting back to L.A. and of course Utah hated that. You know, but then as soon as Fisher got there and then they traded for Val Gasol, that's when that next one came. Mm-hmm. When they got Val Gasol. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I respect Derek Fisher. You know, he he created a 0.4 shot. You know what I'm saying? He created it. I ain't going to front. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. mm mm But will we know him? Listen <laughs> <laughs> <was> for Kobe? said. It's <laughs> 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 Yep. You know, and 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 Fisher was definitely a uh, you know one of the others, but like, he we definitely we, was. We, I think we undervalue the the. Uh, Mark the, the importance Of having that voice in the locker room. You
0: undervalue Mark Masson. Uh, Mark Masson is <laughs> on the same level. What but, in uh, the world? He, <laughs> what? No, wait, wait. This, yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> why would you even okay, mention Nick? We, Nick? We, why, we, why would you, you mention? as an example.
3: Dan. So, <laughs> <laughs> their dominant run or whatever the most important player in that locker room that voice is Draymond Draymond is the heartbeat of going the state mm-hmm. and like so I liken Garrett Fisher to Draymond like they're important to their team mm-hmm. and then like Draymond clearly isn't the best player on that squad much like Garrett Fisher clearly wasn't the best player on that squad but without Draymond
1: Oh, Golden State doesn't win three titles without Fisher. The Lakers don't win five titles. It's just that simple. Without KD, they would not really Without KD, they would not won three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna move on here.
1: All right. Before
0: we get us all cursing them out hey, for man. The hey, what? thirty hey, man. minutes or so. <laughs> Need laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let me just go with this. Uh, let's now talk about those first three titles that Lakers did win, and this was obviously Phil Jackson came in and had to pretty much bring that championship mentality to the team. Dell Harris was not that guy. Matter of fact, Del, in the Dell Harris's final year, this was the short season that the, the lockout year. Nick, you remember that? Oh, when yeah, I remember. Yeah, first... was... the-, that- the first title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Dell Harris was gone. The first after the first twelve games, they got rid of him. At the first in a short season, how did you get fired? Up? <laughs> in a short season, but anyway, I won't go there. But let's uh, Antonio. I'm gonna start you with. Already you. There. <laughs> <laughs> but Antonio, you were around during that for those uh, years, right? Those first three. Those first yeah. three championships. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna am gonna start with Antonio first, and then we'll go, and go, go. What what would you uh like most? What did you admire most about that uh that three P? Uh, like
3: you said, this is, this is cool. and when I first started watching basketball, yeah, man, like we were, we're feeling, and I just really remember their own. Um, I love those first losses, man, yeah, with, uh, like, I really remember pretty much everybody, like Rice and Shaw, Ory, A. T. Green, Fox, Six, Um, And I remember all those guys, man, but obviously it, it all came down to, to, I guess, mainly Shaq and Kobe, but um, this guy he was just a phenomenal time in basketball, man. Like, to be honest, it was, tough, to me, the best time in basketball post Jordan. Um uh, like I didn't see Jordan but I know there was a bit of a drop off, you know, obviously, uh, in between when he retired and, and kinda of the Lakers. He pickled with Lakers the Spurs were going back and forth just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it was just a phenomenal time in basketball. Like I don't really uh I guess I don't really remember most of the battles. I do remember obviously Lakers starter battles, I remember Lakers team battles. Um I know some of the battles with the Sun came a little later but yeah, it was just phenomenal. I don't, I said, it's a bit early and when I watch basketball, I don't have any stories uh, per se, but,
0: yeah, it was just a great time. Like, um, like I said, I, I knew Kobe was, you know, his game was electric. It was absolutely electric. And uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that when, um, didn't they transition to Facebook around that time? Say that again. Say that again. Transition to? Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
3: so what a way to open that guy what, what a way to open that cover up in a ring of man, like winning championships, catch three eight things in a row. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I was
0: one hundred percent a Kobe fan and I'm and, and, and interested in that candidate five. It's just, you know, um as <laughs> I
3: progressed I kinda you know, I couldn't watch Kobe, but I'm in the front guy and you, everyone knows I'm in the front guy's my
2: favorite
3: player, but yeah, I mean, that's where it's time, um, You couldn't tell me that. Fine, better than coach. You tell me that this is my little fun, fun <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I know, man. I know
0: man. You know to be it. All right, Chris, what were you about? And what did you what did you uh, enjoy most about that three-peat? Uh, the dominance.
3: And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. The Lakers weren't even playing that hard. Like, and you could tell that Kobe and Shaq never reached, like, peak Kobe. Like, okay, so peak Kobe and Shaq was when they went on that almost perfect run in the finals. Like, that was peak Kobe and Shaq. And that's really the only time that we saw those guys, like, actually play hard together, want to play. You know, there was always some friction with those two. Um, if Kobe and Shaq could have, you know, then, in, in perfect harmony, say, like, uh, you know, and this is a bad comparison, but, like, maybe, like, a Tim Duncan and a Tony Parker. Of course, you know, Tony Parker isn't Kobe or whatever, so it's probably easier for Tony Parker to understand his role or whatever. I mean, Kobe and Shaq are two alpha males, you know, and so, so uh, I, you know, a lot of people would say that, you know, if you put Shaq and Jordan on the court together, they probably would have tried to kill each other, you know, and, and people are probably right, you know what I'm saying, because the two alpha males, uh, but... You know, they, man, even, even with the disharmony and discord in the Lakers' locker room, them cats ran out 30 straight titles. Like, and, and, and they were with relative ease, you know, when they got to the finals. Like, okay, that first finals against the Pacers was a challenge.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but the one against the, the Sixers after that and the one against the Nets after that, it was just like, we're just waiting for the Lakers to receive their range. I
2: mean, right. because
3: you just knew they were going to win those finals and so um god the, the run like like antonio said earlier like i like both kobe's i like number eight kobe number 24 kobe but god dang number eight kobe boy well, i'm talking about this he he went to the rim like with the phone kobe with the phone yeah man he will punch on you like and now he punched on you later in his career too but like number eight, Kobe, not only would he punch on you and drop thirty or forty on you, he was also gonna beat you up on the other end. And I remember that two thousand and one finals when he told him to move out of the way, I got AI. You I know, mm-hmm. remember it was several straight possessions where he was just, man, oh god, he was all over Allen Iverson. And I'm like, this dude is six six, and Alan Iverson has got to be one of the quickest players I've ever seen in my life.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? I
3: mean, Allen Iverson was just a ruthless. Mm-hmm. But Kobe was with him. Of, I remember he was just aggravating Allen Iverson. and I was like, my God, I don't know that I've seen this before. Um, and, you know, that, that run was so just unbelievably dominant. And I just think that if, the Laker, if, if Kobe and Shaq could have figured out some sort of way to stay together, I'm not going to say they would have won kid kind of because I don't, I don't think – you know, that you can maintain that level of dominance over that long of a period of time. I mean, there's some exhaustion that happens, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of get mentally and physically worn down. But it's not hard for me to believe that they would have won six or seven titles together, you know, from from 2000 to 2010. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, I, I really do believe that there, there are six or seven titles. They've some titles on the table for sure.
1: Right.
0: Absolutely. Nick, what are, what are your thoughts on that three-peat?
1: I ain't like none of it. <laughs> I'm just talking I'm just being honest when I was coming up I ain't like none of it because I was like they're always winning <laughs> when, can this, uh, when can somebody else win but I was like man these guys are so damn good nobody can stop them
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I heard Shaq say Superman and Batman that's what it was <laughs> mm-hmm. and nobody can stop these guys I'm like Shaq go down I'm like okay boom it's just Kobe nah Kobe like I'm dropping 40. (laughs) Easy. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no. (laughs) Somebody double this man. No matter. Buckets. Mm -hmm. Crossover, reverse dunk. I'm like, I am sick of this. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I got to hear my friends hooting and hollering when I get to school. I get on the bus. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. I couldn't stand it at that time. But I respected him because when it was down by 16, boy, I was celebrating. I was like, yes! Scotty's <laughs> going to the finals without Jordan! Yes! Mm-hmm. And those Lakers are done. I mm-hmm. said, I can't wait to go to school <laughs> 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 and tell these motherfuckers that it's over. <laughs> but no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Here they come. I was like, okay, boom, they cut it to 10. I was like, alright, we still good. They cut it to 7. Like, alright. Then the alley we I was like, no! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Please, God, no! Yeah, I was like, oh, this, I just, I mean, he, I mean, it was fun rooting against them, but, you, I mean, you knew the end result. If they got past the Western Conference Finals, it was over. Yeah. I can't really play. they played. Poor Jason Kidd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who should have won an MVP, by the way, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, like, for real. Oh, yeah. you know, that, that's real right there. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd definitely mm-hmm. should have won Kevin MVP in 2002. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you knew when it got to the finals. I was like, Keith Van Horn, Kerry Mm -mm 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 Kittles, Kenya Martin, come on. That that was over. Nobody was stopping Shaq, and nobody was stopping Kobe. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched the finals just for the hell of it, but I just wanted to see how, you know, how bad it was going (laughs) to (laughs) be. And I was like, good God. I said, Kerry Kittles, you got picked before this man? Shame on you! (laughs) Shame on the New Jersey Nets! (laughs) Law, said, Lord, Ugh. but yes, if you want my honest opinion, that's what it was. Ugh. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Now, afterwards, I was happy for Kobe. You know, like I said, <laughs> after that trial <laughs> stuff, I had a newfound respect for this man. Oh, like, I respected this game. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, yo, if that man can go through that and, you know, just continue to ball out and, you know, just feed at I mean, this life just turned back around for the better towards the end. I'm like, everything worked out. Everything... You know, he put got two more championships. I was happy when he won them championships. Mm. You know when he beat Orlando and stuff. I was like, yo, this cat is the truth, man. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say.
0: Ugh. He the truth. Man, for me was were, were the games. I would say the the games uh, before the finals. Obviously, when I mentioned the Lakers and Blazers, and obviously the Game Sevens between the Lakers and Blazers, and obviously their third title run when it, when they went to Sacramento and won that game in overtime. I had much respect for them because, first of all, like I said, that first one, that comeback win was just incredible first and foremost. Those many teams would have been left for dead. And as far as the Kings are concerned, the Kings were definitely a threat. I don't care. They were definitely a threat to dethrone the Lakers there in that third time. And the, the Lakers, they found a way. They they persevered. Shaq, let's be honest, Shaq, I, I remember he cramped up a bit during that game. He cramped up a bit. And Kobe, I mean, both, they all... Went off, Like I said, they were determined to win Game 7 on the road, and they did just that. That's exactly what they did. In overtime, and like you said, and like Chris said, Paige definitely airballed that three-point. Yeah, yeah, them damn cowbells didn't work either. They did not work either. <laughs> I was all.
1: sick of them. Didn't, them. cowbells ain't do nothing. <laughs> Stop jingling them. You're pissing them off. Kobe's going off again. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't
3: t- I'm going to be real with you or whatever, like to to Nick's point, or whatever. I know Nick was, of course, Nathan Collins was really against Kobe and Lakers, whatever, because he's a
2: hater. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say this. When Sacramento went up three games to two in that series, because Kobe missed the three at the buzzer
3: at the end of game five, Mm -hmm. you know? In that moment, I said to myself, this is over. Mm-hmm. Like, this series is over. I legit thought, because Sacramento had the momentum. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento, they, they were the younger team, they were the fresher team, and they, they just seemed like they were ready in that moment. You know, mm-hmm.
2: they, you could tell they were
3: confident or there, and I was like, oh, my God. So, you mm-hmm. know, when, when you know Lakers went back, won game six, and they had to go to Sacramento to win game seven, and, uh, and, and Kobe and Shaq, and then they played the entire game. It's I think Kobe played forty-eight
2: minutes that night,
3: forty-eight to fifty-three
2: minutes,
3: mm. if I'm not mistaken or whatever. Yeah, he, and uh, yeah. and I remember at the end of that game, once the Lakers, you know, uh, was, you know, they were pulling away in overtime, Shaq and Kobe both sat on the uh, you know, on the uh, you know the score table, mm. and they just looked at each other. And then they just hugged each other. And, like, you could tell the look on their face, they were like, yeah, we got we We got a way this one. Like, that's the look <laughs> that they gave. Like,
2: you, you saw it. Like, if you go back and look at, let's go,
3: go to YouTube and look at highlights of the Lakers' game, two thousand and two Game 7. At the very end of that game in overtime, when the Lakers finally you know, uh, created some space, and we're about to be Sacramento, Kobe takes a deep breath, he, he, he exhales, and he and Shaq are sitting on the score table beside each other, and then they make eye contact with one another, and they don't say any words to each other, and they just embrace. Because they knew that they had gotten away with that. The other than that, that you know, they were going to win that title once they got to the finals and were playing the next or whatever, but
0: Sacramento was a worthy opponent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They certainly. Pages
3: so, hey, the thing missed
0: that
3: wide open three because I damn sure was like, "Oh shit, he's about to hit this." <laughs> <And laughs> he missed that three. He was like, "No."
1: Yep. And the thing about it, is pages was typically tight down. You would certainly me that. you right. I mean, he, I mean, he was like, don't remember the game. was wide open. Yep. He, he wasn't. Careful, he wasn't. He wasn't the same since he went bald. All kinds of balding. <laughs> he wasn't the same <laughs> man since. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was over after that. I said, boy, he's losing his head, and Lost his shot. He went to meet Anderson on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Lost the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. Uh-huh. you breaking up. You're breaking up, Chris. What did you gonna say? I said, y'all remember
3: when Nick Anderson missed those three throws in the finals. He was definitely never
1: the same. Never. Oh, yeah, he was never the same. Mm-mm.
3: And that's what happened to Pager, man. Pager missed that open three. They was like, I mean, I remember, man, listen, Mike, baby, like, all them teams were talking trash to me. Because, man, I remember Mike Bigby was all up in Kobe's face. You know, and Mike baby,
2: was kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, but
3: Mike baby, hit that shot in uh, game five. And then it was just, you know, flexing and doing all kinds of stuff. Like, Sarah it was just you. They were about to go to the finals. And they mm-hmm. would beating New Jersey. They were one final.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: I okay, mean, think about that squad, dude. They had Seawell. They got they had Mike Biggie, You know, they had uh yeah defensive cover. They had Christie,
2: They had Bloody, They had
3: Patera. You yep.
1: know, they had um young Hedo Turkoglu. Like yep. they were. Bobby like, man, Bobby I Jackson. I forgot about Turkoglu in
0: that squad. Uh, and Bobby like, Jackson. they had Bobby Jackson
1: coming off the bench. Yeah, six right. men.
0: Jackson, man. You know. They were like
3: they were legit.
0: Yeah, they certainly were. I'm telling you, they they could have definitely thrown them. I I thought they were. But I thought for a second there I thought they would, but of course the Lakers shut everyone up. like I said, they were determined to win that day in Game Seven in overtime. I, and overtime. Oh, go, go ahead, Nick. I, just say, say-
1: I didn't take pleasure when they lost to the Pistons. Their fourth with Carmelo and stuff because because <laughs> I didn't, I was just like I mean eh, they really could have beat the Pistons. I felt like it was more of the inner personal things. The two alpha males we just couldn't because um exist together anymore. So, I didn't really take pleasure in that. Yeah. I would have took pleasure Sacramento put him out. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to say, Nick.
0: Because I'm getting ready to the last two years of Shaq and Kobe. Oh. You already answered my first question as far as when they played the Pistons. Now, when they lost to the Spurs in the Western Conference Finals um, in, a, in six games, they, they the series was tied 2-2, and then the Spurs won and won the next two. And game six, the Spurs won on an L.A.'s floor, yeah. one ten. The eighty-two, one ten eighty-two. What were your thoughts then?
1: When, when, when
0: you... the Spurs eliminate the Lakers, that yeah, right after yeah, so they they didn't get a four peat I'm talking about the year before. That was the year before they lost to the Pistons in the finals.
1: Oh, I was like, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh well. I mean, you know, you know. It all the, 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 the good don't happen to the good all the time. I do it. <laughs> now, I didn't like the Spurs that much either, but I was like anybody. <laughs> but the damn Lakers again. <laughs> anybody but the damn Lakers. <laughs> if it took fundamental Tim Duncan with his boring ass game, I didn't care. Give it to me. <laughs> see, see, that's how I felt about
2: the Spurs, man. I just couldn't deal
3: with the Spurs. I mean, they were so fundamentally we sound, but it was so dry. And I didn't like watching it. You know? mm-hmm. like, I didn't, I'd rather see Shaq and Toby mm-hmm. and Jim and, and Manu and,
2: and Tony all day. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what is this, man? <laughs> <laughs> so it was back and forth. I mean, that, that kind of what it was. Lakers and Spurs traded them all. I'm yeah, I literally hated the Spurs. So, you know, some people hated the Lakers, some people hated the Spurs, some people hated both. But I really did follow the Spurs for years. And I feel like I never heard them again.
3: I respect them cats, man. You know what I mean? You got to respect pop. And, and so, and like, what they did in San Antonio, and to be able uh, to sustain that excellence over, like, 20 years. Like, I mean, they were good
2: every year for, like, 20 straight years. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like,
3: you got to respect that, man. You know, but you're right, man. Like, every time. Oh, God. But was, uh, it was Wasn't it, like, the Spurs or the Lakers were in the finals? Like, one of them were in the finals for, like, seven or eight straight years. Yes. <laughs> 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 that was the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. So, Come on, so so 99 it was the Spurs. 2000 to 2002 it was the Lakers. 2003 it was the Spurs. 2004 Lakers. 2005 Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2006 it was Dallas. Yeah. 2007 it we went to the finals and that it was the
2: Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2008
3: Lakers. 2009 Lakers. Uh, who we was in the finals in 2010? the Lakers?
0: Yeah, was yeah was, that Lakers, was Lakers. that was Lakers and Celtics. Oh, yeah, that
3: was the Lakers. That was one of these golfers. Yeah, it was the Lakers. It was 11, 11 straight years, it was first the Lakers except for 2006 when it was down. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: then they traded off.
3: It was crazy. Yep. Yeah, that, that's just, that's, yeah, that is crazy. That's ridiculous. And then 2011, it was Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2012... Uh, it was OKC. 2013, it was the
2: Spurs. Mm. 2014, it was the Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so, okay, so for a 15 year period,
3: there were only three years where it wasn't the Spurs and the, or the Lakers in the NBA finals that's, representing the West. Yeah, that was. 99, 2014.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, it is. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> so two years
3: it was Dallas, and then one year it was OKC. But other than that, it was San Antonio or the Lakers.
0: Mhm. Yeah, yep. that was absolutely insane. Ugh. So yeah, I'm hoping it's Lakers this year. <laughs> well, man, listen, man, LeBron keeps his promise, then it might be, man.
3: I, you know, and I, I mean, we hope, you know. But uh, <laughs> I mean, there's another team that that that's right across the hall, man, that scared
0: me. Yeah. Beat him twice. There's, <laughs> there's, 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 another, there's
3: another team that no one's talking about. They're super hot right now in Utah.
0: Yeah, they yeah, played
3: they're, well.
0: Yeah. Oh. I like to not <laughs> i like to Wait, hold on, y'all. Hold on. Let me ask y'all let me ask y'all this. Like like the final year of Shaq and Kobe, what during the NBA finals, once you knew that it was gonna be over with Chris, I'll start with you. Once you once you knew that you, that that was over what were your thoughts once that finals was over with when the Pistons won the title and what were your thoughts once Kobe and Shaq that was their last year I, said, and I honestly said and I don't know if y'all
3: remember me saying this I said if the Lakers don't sign Kobe over Shaq they're going to be making the biggest mistake they ever made in their life mm-hmm. you know and um and, and you I mean so when you look at it 2004 you got a Kobe Kobe who was not even yet like really in his prime Mm-hmm. You know, and Shaq, who was clearly about to be at the end of his prime. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, I listen. The Lakers made the right decision. They they gambled right. And I remember they were trying to trade Shaq, um, you know, earlier. And then, you know, I remember there was just this fighting. Like this, the Shaq and Kobe, they just could not stay together. Like you just knew it was gonna be over. But like I said, at the end of that, as a Lakers fan, I was like Shaq and Kobe. He's the younger piece. He's gonna bring people into the seats. He's athletic. He's the next coming of Jordan, and he got some some you know some legs on him to give them another run. Like you just, I, I I had a feeling that Kobe, if you put the right pieces around him, you know, he'd be able to give you another run. But I also felt like we were cheated. Uh, you know, in the early two thousands, that we didn't see. But I mean, if Shaq was traded say two seasons earlier, I mean, we might have seen a season where Kobe air forty a game. You mm. know, because like Kobe was rich. And I remember an interview that he did in 1999, and uh, he was pissed at Phil Jackson because they were asking Kobe, they were like, yeah, you know, they wants want you to play out of the triangle and do this, and Kobe was like, yo, I got better, and I want to show it. Like, why can't I show
0: it? Right. And
3: I'll never forget that interview, and I was like, you know, this dude is like legit ready to take over the league. Like, he, he wanted it early. Yep. You know, but you know, at that particular time man, it
2: was just it was imperative for Kobe and Shaq to break up or else they were gonna
3: kill each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like Col- Kobe, I- I've never seen a guy who was that ready and eager. I mean, he dude, Shaq is the most dominant force that the league has ever seen. And and the Lakers chose Kobe. <laughs> so that should tell you all that you need to know about Kobe. Like they saw something in Kobe that you know, other people didn't see, because I remember when the Lakers traded Shaq, there were a lot of sports, you know, analysts who was like, oh man, the Lakers will regret this one, and such and such and such, and, such. and I'm like, ah, ah, they made the right decision. You know, in the short term, for two years, it looked ugly,
2: mm-hmm. you
3: know, it looked real bad. You know, but obviously you see now, um, I mean, that the Lakers made the right call, because Shaq like, he had, you know, that dominant season in his first year in Miami, and then they started turning the team over to Dwayne uh, and then Shaq just fell off a cliff after that. I'm talking about, like, legit fell off a cliff. Like, his number plummeted so far, so mm. fast. I was like, dang, Shaq's ever since 17 and 8 now? Yep. And then all of a sudden, Shaq was ever in 10, 5? I was like, what?
0: Mm. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he, for
3: her, he couldn't even make it up and down the court, man. Like, I mean, it was, it was just embarrassing. Like it, it, got to the point where, like, I mean, Shaq was bouncing around. Didn't he go? So when he left Miami, he went to Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was in Phoenix for two years. Yeah,
2: and then Cleveland,
3: and then Boston. And I was like, "Damn, he's just becoming a, a NBA host. Like,
2: <laughs> I think uh, that's when the
3: nicknames started kicking in, man. Yeah. Tattoos, big hair, style. Like he had like seven nicknames. right. Like, that's nice. come on, man. <laughs>
0: And, um, and when I found out last night, you know that, and we
3: knew this too. Yeah, you know, Jerry West, uh, uh, who was it? Yeah, Jerry West was like, yeah, Kobe was was legit about the time with the Clippers in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jerry West said, Kobe, listen, you know this is this is gonna be a mistake. You know the Lakers, man, the Lakers are lucky. Like they're lucky that Jerry
2: West had a relationship with Kobe that he did, because Kobe would have been a good Like mm-hmm. he was, he was about time. And
3: I mean, the way Jerry West said it. Kobe
0: had already made a commitment to the Clippers. Yep. He had verbally committed to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hey, who have, would have thought? Can you imagine Kobe in another jersey? That would have been... Yeah,
1: they're trying to move to Tina Anaheim, right? Yeah. Yep, to appease yeah. him and his family. I was yep. like, damn. <laughs> Kobe.
3: Yeah, the whole team was moving out
0: of Anaheim to accommodate to Kobe. Yep. Mm. you gracious. Ugh. But I'm going to move on, y'all. Oh, hold on. Did I... I uh, pretty much uh yeah. Let me go ahead and move on. Boy, it's with, no, it's... Did we? No. Wait.
1: You talking about the final game, right? Oh, no,
0: no, final, no, Final year. Yeah, the final. Oh, that's right, I didn't get your thoughts. Nick, what do you? What are your thoughts on your uh, the final year of Shaq and Kobe when when they broke up? Pretty much I after said, that.
1: Oh boy, boy, it's over. And I said well, they lost to them Pistons. I said oh, it's for show sure over because they had no reason to losing them damn Pistons. Mm. Yeah, I I congratulate She Wallace, the Chauncey Billups. But there was no way on God's green earth if that's, they had met the year before, if they met the year before, oh, they've been swept. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. No hesitation. Was, was too, I mean, it was too much drama to around the Lakers at that point. Yeah. And remember, you know, Kobe and Carl Malone had a rift too because Carl Malone supposedly said something to Kobe's wife. Remember that? hmm. Yeah.
3: Hold
1: you know, on, and, and then uh, Kobe and Gary Payton had some beef or whatever because Kobe said that Gary Payton was scared, you know, mm-hmm. to go uh, to Chomsky Villa. Mm hmm. Yeah. Too old, and then that glove has some holes in it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 oh, glove that's oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, they, <laughs> Yeah, they
2: didn't
0: Malone was definitely one. Gary Payton still has some legs, but yeah, Malone done. Oh Come man. On. Oof. But well, let me now <laughs> let me now get to uh a couple things, things. Now after obviously two thousand four, two thousand five season, obviously Rudy Tom Janovich was the coach, if anyone remembers that. But he left yeah. but he did not finish the season because he due to health reasons. He didn't finish the season. And Lakers ended up missing the playoffs. The next two years The Lakers did make playoffs. Phil Jackson returned. That's how bad it was. They had Phil Jackson had a return. The first two, those first two rounds, 2005, 2006, and 2006, 2007 season. Now, 2006 season, the 2006 playoffs, the Lakers were up three games to one against the Suns, Uh. (laughs) and unfortunately, blew that lead and blew that series. The following season, they lost to the Suns again in the first round. But then, after that, they went back to the Kobe. Finally made it to the NBA Finals by himself. Well, technically, with other help and Pau Gasol, Nick. <laughs> what the hell he won but, by by itself? Yeah, Pau Gasol! That's what I said, Pau Gasol. You just, <laughs> you just said it <laughs> <me? laughs> And yes, they went back to the Finals, but yep, they met up in the 2007 2008 season. They made up with the Celtics. And that was the one the team with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Ray John Rondo. The, the
1: original team. big three.
0: Yes. <laughs> and they ended up losing that series to the Celtics which was going to happen i mean okay. with, at that time it now, was
1: our now. Time. now go ahead
0: yes okay. and then the last two years obviously kobe finally got his first title 2008 2009 against the Orlando Magic and yes obviously the Orlando Magic obviously uh and obviously 2000 and then in 2009 2010 season we didn't get we didn't get lebron versus kobe i wish we did but you know what but, robbed, yeah we oh, yeah, we that we were robbed but you know what i think kobe really the, the fact that the Celtics were back there i think kobe loved yeah. that a lot more mm-hmm. <laughs> because i think kobe you know, he, he definitely wanted to get back at boston but like the nba as a whole was just robbed of something special i, mean, yeah. I just think that you know had lebron and kobe
3: played in the finals i think kobe would have sent a message and it would have been a loud and clear message. Yep. You know, and, and so I think he would have answered a lot of questions that we have now in 2020 about you know who's better, and I mean it really would have been no discussion because I think Kobe would have ate his lunch. Yeah. are different.
2: But well, we're not going there because this is the so we're not we're not going. You <laughs> <laughs> don't have to, okay? You know because we
3: already know. And then hold on, let me go back to something that Ron said too, because Ron was talking about that uh, final that the Lakers go off to the Celtics um, in 2008, but what people what most people forget is that the Celtics were up two games and one in that series right? Yes. Um, And the Lakers were up by no, no, I'm sorry, it was 2-2 in the series, mm-hmm. and it was game five in LA, right? Yep. And the Lakers were up by 24.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They
3: were up by 24 points in game five, and they was going up three games to two in that series in 2008. Yes. and I remember the Celtics came back and won game five and then they blew the Lakers out 131-92 to 92 in game six yep uh, I'll, I'll never forget that I was like yeah because I remember the last play of the game not last play of the game but it was like 20 seconds left and uh, then Sasha Vujicic Sasha Vujicic was going to Ray Allen out on the corner and Ray Allen drove right past him and took the Celtics up 4 it was like 15 seconds
0: left and that was the end of
3: that like after that I was like damn this series is over
0: yep Absolutely. I never remember that myself. Um, yeah, they were in up three games
3: and two. Like, I, I legit think the Lakers, I mean, you're up
0: three-two
1: with two chances to win one game? Come mm-hmm. on, man. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, I remember that finals because I was like, "Whoa, man. I said, boy, I ain't never seen a man get smoked like this when he got blown out. Yeah. But I'll never forget when Kobe walked off that court. Mm-hmm. And then in yep. that game I, I got a picture of it somewhere I probably posted it tonight that confetti that was hitting him in the face. Oh man, mm-hmm. I said Yo, this dude is going to come back And he's going to kill whoever Is going to be there next year They was going to the finals next year I said, this guy is going to be right back next year He was
3: crying I never did He
1: was crying And confetti was falling all in his face Yeah, he was so
3: pissed I never did that walk off
1: the court Yeah, I said, this guy is pissed Today, he
3: was <laughs> like
2: yeah,
3: I seen Kobe he said,
1: I knew it was over. He said I knew Kobe was coming that next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Pop was already knowing he wasn't nothing that Kobe. Bryant, so, they, they already knew he was about to get destroyed when they met him again. Yep. But see, you know that Orlando, Orlando Lakers finals. That you know that was supposed to be when LeBron, but you know he blew He let Dwight Howard outshine him at that time. At the time.
0: Hey, the Magic had some good three. The, the three point shooting the Magic had at that time was, was <sighs> yeah. insane there too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so now, are we making excuses for LeBron's team who won 37 games? <laughs> 37 games in a regular season. Yes. Back to back seasons where they won 65 and 67 games, and no one was saying anything at that time. But as soon as they got to the playoffs, there was always some mysterious injury with LeBron. I, elbow, I remember the, the <laughs>
2: Phantom elbow injury. Um, and then, you know, of course, the Delonte West method with his mom.
0: Oh um, boy. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Like it was it was
3: something. It was In No, remember they came out with the perfect
1: commercial. Oh, yeah. And they, and
3: they were, yeah, right.
1: They were, they were pumping up the Kobe Lebron finals, man, because they expected it too. mm yep, and they let old uh, see, now see Orlando made a mistake. When Jameer Nelson came back, they kind of started Jameer Nelson in the finals. I didn't think they were going to beat the Lakers, but I thought Ray for Austin, <clears throat> Ray for Austin a.k.a. Skip to my Lou, was holding it down while he was out. What? whatever. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Ray for Austin? You don't remember? Man, Ray for Austin was killing in the playoffs. Yeah, what? That year. What? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? Jameer Nelson
0: was <laughs> the leader in that team. Who? Jameer. They don't want to <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to say nothing now. <laughs> Dwight Howard
1: was a legend in, 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 in those years, and yeah, LeBron dropped the ball in those years. Of course, LeBron is who he is now, but at that time, yeah, he dropped the ball that year. It was supposed to be Lakers and Cavaliers. He was off. He was mentally fragile. Yeah, he wasn't ready. Uh, <laughs> Antonio. <told him. laughs> he
3: was mentally fragile. You know what broke LeBron? Yes, it's the 2011 final against the Mavericks. Now, they, they couldn't,
2: couldn't
3: shoot. Run. They were in a, they were the ones who couldn't shoot. That's just, uh, oh that's my good. god. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. True. There are a lot of great players who cannot shoot who no won titles. they couldn't shoot they Yeah. <laughs> Jordan and they couldn't shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, they hadn't learned. Like you know, they they didn't have range. They won. You know what I Like you don't make excuses. Like you get there and you figure it out. The Cleveland Cavaliers were heavily favored to come out of the East, though two years they didn't. You know, and then when they when LeBron was in Miami, they were heavily favored to beat Dallas in the finals, and they didn't. Like, LeBron was just meant to... And Pierce, uh, all the Celtics talked about it. They were like, LeBron, was mentally weak. He could not, you know, he, he just could not handle the pressure of that moment. At that, Brian, he had to, he had to develop and go with the players. Everyone does, like you said. Literally, he had to grown into it. That might have been there, this wasn't there yet. He wasn't ready to, like, oh, Zach, this is your team these first three years. Literally, Shaq did. the top three years. Exactly the reason. Shaq that. Cause on those first three days. Do you know that? So, like, we do the player to say? The wrong, was always that got off the rim. Yeah, but
1: LeBron, would LeBron be LeBron? I'm you, Think about this one. Hey, no. Shaq had LeBron and freaking Shaq in, uh, basically on press. Are you kidding? No, no, no. I, I, <see> <laughs> <laughs> I Press, I press saying, conference at the gym. My point is
2: if LeBron had a fine Shaq when we even
3: know this LeBron. That's what I'm saying. Like LeBron might not have ever developed into this LeBron if he didn't, you know, with the prime Shaq. Like I think Shaq. I mean, okay, so the Lakers, you know, Shaq and Kobe won titles. If it was on some level, and so we can argue this, but on some level, Shaq it Kobe's growth. You know, like, you know, and on some levels, he helped him out as <laughs> well. Yeah, of course he helped him out. On some levels, Robert Horry helped him out. <laughs> on some levels, Eddie Richard helped him out. On some levels, Wayne Wade helped LeBron now. Like, LeBron has to win Tiger without B-Wade. these are all facts.
2: I'm not disputing that. But anyway, I'm not trying to hijack. I'm not trying to hijack. I'm, <laughs> 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 so I'm just trying to go on through with it with the talk.
3: And and I think some people, some people love this. Some
2: <laughs> <laughs> people come in and be like, I, I'm better, you know, period. <laughs> and i said at the beginning of the call, oh. literally, Og oh is the most skillful player I ever seen. Yeah, he is
3: not, but he as this equation to the great. No, he does. He got everything. Yeah, the greatest. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 i different. I to say, hey, Og <laughs> is more skilled than anybody I've ever seen. I've never disputed that. Not one. Hmm. Yeah. But that's completely different conversation. Yeah, I'm taking Kobe over LeBron ten times out of ten though. To win a game, I'm taking Kobe, man. And, and and you know LeBron might be physically
1: better and do you know a lot of things on the court better than Kobe, but like that mentality, man. You know you can't you can't teach that. Yeah, yeah. I'll take prime Kobe any day of the week. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Any day of the week. But, I mean, you say that. I, KD,
3: I, KD's more skilled than the bar, I would say. But if I take you KD on the, the bar, that's me, though. No. Nah, but, but KD, KD, KD's way more skilled than the bar. If you look at it, Yeah. No, I mean, I, if you're talking to a skilled perspective, like, you can know the they know Ray. No Ray, no
0: Ray, 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 Ray. right, <laughs> right. But, yeah, like I said, man, you say, so, so basically what
3: you're saying, Antonio, is that Know, is it, is you are you taking prime LeBron or prime Kobe? I'm taking prime LeBron. He's my favorite player. I like his player style. He's married, but he's not the player. Jordan? <laughs> he almost, I, I
2: he's
3: Jordan. That's the goal. That's his name. So you take that to go Jordan? No, I didn't say that. I'm, no, just I'm asking just you. Right, right, right. right, right. You yeah. look for Jordan number one. Kobe is a carbon copy Jordan. So if you want to say one one B, so be it. I got magic in my top five as well, and I also have LeBron in my top five. So it's just all in your preference when we are ready to be players. And LeBron, is, LeBron is my favorite all time player. I'm not saying he's the most skilled. I'm saying I think he, Bonnie Thomas, all said he does. He's going to be top five in the and twenties. He does it all. He's a well rounded player. Yeah, the league is different too, man. Let's not, let's be honest here, bro. Because, like, at the end of the day, I think. Oh, Russell Westbrook is going to be top five in points in the fifth, in the fifth career. That, but what are we going to look at Russell Westbrook and say? Like, I mean, it's, it's like Russell Westbrook doesn't have no rings on that. I mean, he's not going to have any rings on whatever. but he's going to have the numbers. You know, and yeah. say, so, oh, it's calling him on to Charles Martin at end of the day. Mm. I wouldn't even put him in that category. I will be and we're going to go off of that. <laughs> you they're going to get in the conversation if you don't have the rings to back it up.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think numbers I think numbers in, in twenty
3: twenty, like this generation is just a little bit overrated because I mean you've got I mean the rules are different. Like there's you know, there's, there's less physicality in the game and you know, people are Shooting the three, more uh, than they were shooting the three ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and so the three point weapon is something that was different. If, if the three point weapon was there twenty years ago, then you might have had a different lead, you know, with regard to, uh, you know, Jordan and, and them cats as well. So I don't know, man. It's just yeah, different eras, like people talk about all the time, but like I mean, said, <laughs> you can't really compare errors like that. You got to keep it there. and that's why I, mean, I don't have, I don't have. I mean, Jordan is I'm not
0: good. Kobe and LeBron, the but it was Jordan, then it was, that. And
3: then was that, But I mean,
2: Kobe, Kobe had, since, uh,
0: 15, like 10, to 10 years, and just all in and you got LeBron the and after that, it's, it's looking like Giannis, but, I mean, like, get it, <laughs> Hold on, y'all. Let me get to, let me go and get to a few more questions. <laughs> I got yeah. I mean, I I was just sitting there enjoying it. That was it. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> but uh, let me let me get let me get to Kobe's last title. That was Game Seven against the Celtics. That was the one that they had to obviously the one Kobe wanted to avenge. He did go six of twenty four that day, but thankfully he met a world peace. You know, helped him out a bit there as well. <laughs> but what do you guys remember about Kobe's last title? Nick, I'm actually going to start with you. <laughs> I was going to start with Chris, but Chris and Antonio. I want to let them catch their breath.
1: <laughs> so I think I'm gonna start with you. What do you remember? I remember that I said when they made, I said when they got to the Celtics, I said, "Oh, it's over." Yeah. I don't care what them Celtics do. They better bring everything, the kitchen sink, all that stuff. I said it's over. Mm-hmm. It's over.
0: Yes. And do you remember the Celtics were up three games to two? Actually, do you remember that? If yeah, you, uh, you, yes, so yeah, 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 yes. I and was a little nervous. Back. And I had was, to go
1: back to L.A., yes. I was a little nervous. But, you know, I was just like, you know, Kobe uh, is not going home this go-round. Yeah. He's not going home. I mean, you, I just never forgot his face when he left the floor. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I say, this cat is going to win regardless. It's like that time when the Spurs blew the finals against uh Miami. Yeah. I knew when Miami got back, I said it's over. Right. It's I mean when I was, the Spurs got back, they was gonna annihilate them boys. Yep. And they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same thing I felt when uh when Kobe got there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, it's it's over for them boys.
0: Yep, absolutely. I remembered uh mm-hmm. that the Lakers were gonna go ahead and uh and ball, I, I knew Lakers were going to go in and win that game. Well, I didn't know if the Lakers were going to win that game because you know the Celtics were pretty were were a damn good
1: squad. Yeah, they um, were. I mean, they were Tony Allen. No, I forget Tony Allen. Yep. And Kendrick Perkins was a certified goon on the team. He was. <laughs> he has the muscle. He played his role to a T. Yep,
0: exactly. Yeah. Oh wait. Yep, absolutely. So I definitely think, uh, for sure, we definitely have to remember that. Matter of fact, yeah. Game seven. Do you know who was on that team? Nick in Game Seven. Okay. It was Rasheed R- Wallace. R- yep, Rasheed Wallace was starting with Garnett, Rondo, Allen, and Pierce in Game Seven. Um, he
1: caught that work. He caught that. He that Detroit work. He ain't forgot that either. I said, it, "I'll give you that work from Detroit." I don't care if you got a new uniform on.
0: <laughs> so that, there you go, uh, Chris. What would you remember about that final Kobe's final title? Uh, I remember he played on one leg, man. Like yep. Kobe, Kobe was
3: dragging that leg, you yep. know, for for the latter part of that, you know, that, that
0: playoff. Yeah, he uh, was banged up. Um, the you know, Western Conference Finals and then in the
3: ABA Finals, and if you look back at the game, he he had that right knee heavily bandaged. Mm. I mean, he had, you know, the, I mean, for real, and like, he talked about it. He talked about how he was playing on one leg, but you could just tell he didn't have the lift. And that game seven, man, they just. And at that particular point, that that was such a horrible game, a horribly played game, because uh, both teams couldn't hit a shot. And you could just tell they were out of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I remember Kobe trying to lie, He had 23 points and 15 rebounds. And I remember he just was missing everything. And everything was short. And I was like, yeah, he got no legs this game. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, he came off a curl, uh, and Derek Fisher hit him on the curl in stride or whatever, and he hit the shot or whatever, and it gave the Lakers the lead. Uh, in the fourth quarter, and that was their first lead of the game after this show because they were down by 13 uh, late in the first half, 49 to 36, mm-hmm. and uh, and they just looked awful. And I was like, "Dang, the Lakers gonna lose this title on their home floor." And you know, this is to be revenge, you know, the, his revenge tour, and you know, it just was, you know, because remember before they got to the uh, finals.
2: He had uh, avenged those, those early losses to the Phoenix Suns. Remember yep. that? remember Because remember, it was one play in game six in the
1: closeout game. He hit that long jumper over Brent Hill. And
3: yep. then he
2: packed
3: uh, Al, Alvin Israel behind. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that, that, that was ruthless, man. I
3: was like, God, man. just ruthless. So, yeah, it was like a revenge tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that last game, man, it was just it was guts and, and grit. You know, at the end of that man, because like those teams, I think the final score was like eighty four to eighty or something
0: like that. Yeah, it was around it. I believe it was eighty three to eight. I'm gonna check again, but it's 83 but to eight, 89. No, eighty three
3: to eighty nine. eighty three to seventy nine. Yeah. That's what it was. It mm-hmm. was terrible. You yeah, know, like I
0: mean, eighty eight teams in the
3: 88 finals game game seven only scoring an eighty three and seventy nine points. cats yeah. weren't hitting shots, but they were just gassed. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 again, it just shows you about Kobe's toughness, man. Just like his grit, he just kept shooting. He was crashing the boards. He was defending. I remember, man, they were running, God, they were running Kobe through hella screens uh, trying to get Ray Allen open or whatever. And He was just, he, he, just, he was fighting through him, man, and they just, they fought that game. And then, like I said, man, Metal World Peace, Ron Artest, he built him out with that three because, but like, let's be real. If you look at that play,
2: <laughs> if that Kobe's looking at Ron Artest like, no, <laughs> 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 they, he didn't want to shoot that three. Y'all remember? Yeah. <laughs> Kobe was looking at him like, no! Yeah. <laughs> and Kobe just kind of looked at him like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was It was just, it was, it,
3: was, it was a nice ending, man. Uh, beautiful way to, yeah, to close that out. I'm, I was really happy for Kobe to avenge that loss and to win another
2: one. And then in the post-game conference, he sat down with, uh, with Stuart Scott
3: mm. and, uh, you know, rest in
2: peace, Kobe, and Stuart Scott? Yeah, but uh, I remember Stuart asked him, he was
3: like, uh, he said, so how's the feel, Kobe? He was
2: like, he just means I got one
0: more than Shaq. <laughs> he, like, nah, sure. <laughs> sure. he was like, nah, I'm just joking. And then he was like, nah, for real. he was i like, oh, <laughs> serious. And he absolutely dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Can you tell me, th- what were your thoughts on that final title run for Kobe? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of what Chris hit it at, just Kobe being
2: play on a firm leg. I mean, and that's kind of one of the things that I, I always kind of took part Kobe. He's probably kind of one of the toughest
3: players I've ever seen. And for him to kind of come from, you know, he's kind of a flashy player when he comes in and I'm like, how is, he, how is his career going to transform and if you look at this Carter, he, he's doing this now. But like, you're seeing how over time Kobe transformed his game. He transformed his leadership
2: style. And literally, that's how he That's, that's why he's an all-time great. He mm-hmm. was able to kind
3: of take whatever, whatever he was given. I mean, he's hurt so big, take up, I'm going out there and taking my team to victory. That's what I took, because to that's, that's kind of where I got from that. Uh, when he lost to Boston, prior to that, he knew that he wasn't going to lose him again. That's for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's I mean, to sum it up, that's literally what I knew. Um, at that point in time,
3: it's like I'm, I'm kind of like Nick at this point. I didn't want. I didn't want him to get another ring.
2: <laughs> 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 not, not, not at that point in time, uh, looking back, I'm like, dang, hey, I wish you could have got.
0: We go into these next couple of seasons here now obviously the next few years the last two years of Kobe Bryant's uh postseason run uh obviously 2010-2011 the Lakers that was Phil Jackson's final year and it did not end well that's when the Mavs swept the Lakers <laughs> I remember Andrew Bynum did get a little bit of altercation at that point too <laughs> and then the following season they were eliminated by the Thunder and then after that It was, uh, the Lakers didn't make one more appearance. Oh, by the way, I did not mention, I forgot to mention about Mike Brown, who was the successor of Phil Jackson. (laughs) And after that, obviously, (laughs) then after that, obviously, the final, pretty much the the Lakers' last playoff appearance, that was uh, obviously the season when Kobe was willing his, he popped his Achilles, unfortunately. Popped his Achilles. That was the end of his career. Yeah, that's, that's when his career pretty much came to an end. And that was unfortunate. That, and I remember that game. That was on NBA League Pass. That was Obviously, that was the beginning of Stephen Curry. Jacking threes all over the place. <laughs> and unfortunately, Kobe, yeah, when his Achilles popped, that was it. That was pretty much it uh, for the Kobe era. The Kobe era that we knew. Um, so, Chris, uh, real quick. Talk about those last few years of Kobe pretty much uh, pretty much that was pretty much the end of Kobe obviously yeah I mean it was like you
3: know it it was like the Washington years uh, for Jordan or whatever like it was it was hard to watch but you had to watch Mm -hmm. you know I mean just you know I remember one game, man Kobe was so wrapped up with with ice like uh, he had ice it was after like the first quarter Mm he had ice on his shoulders knees legs arms elbow. like oh my god man this dude is just broken Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember there was, like, these little nicks and, and injuries that he was get And then he broke, his, uh, he broke the ball in his leg um, against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, like, his first year back, a couple games into um, that, that year, the first year back when he uh, had come back from popping his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people forget, man, before he popped his Achilles, like, he was dragging that Lakers team, you know, into the playoffs. The one with Dwayne Howard, D. that um like i mean he, he i think that year he finished fourth or fifth in the nvp race he was that great that year and i keep hearing people say oh yeah like um you know no one's ever played like you know lebron late in his career like this i was like that was kobe's 17th season he was mm-hmm. fourth in the MVP voting what do you mean right you know, like he was great then but those last two years man it was it was really hard to watch um you know because again he missed a lot of games and and, you know, he was on some sort of minutes restriction. And then when he was out there, he had no exclusion whatsoever.
2: Uh-huh. Um, and
3: it was just a jump shooting test. And it was a bad jump shooting test. I mean, it just looked really bad. Mm-hmm. And then that last game against Utah. And it was like, you know, the way he came out, you know, he was holding everything in for that game. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, to go out like to, to be honest, and I told y'all this, man, I was I, was, I hope Kobe dropped like twenty, twenty five, man, in with some dignity, you know what I'm saying? And uh, when he had 30, I was like, man, I hope Kobe, you know, gets to 40, you know, he got 40, I was like, man, he might get to 50, but oh, y'all don't know about that. And you know, when he got to 50, I was like, dude, just go for 60. And so I was really, really happy to see Kobe in his basketball career the way he did. I mean, of course, he love to see them compete in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, it, it, was, it was great for him to end like that, especially after he, he went through those three years when he popped his Achilles. Because I, I, was, I was actually driving when I got your text line, mm-hmm. and you sent the text out, and you said, Kobe ruptured his Achilles. And I was like, you've got to be effing kidding me. Like, that's yep. exactly what I said. And when I got back and I saw the play, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, and then they showed Kobe on the crutches in the locker room, and he had been crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, yeah, this is, you know, I just—I I doubt it that he would come back the same. And, of course, I was looking at film of Dominique Wilkins. Like, so if he popped his Achilles, and, and they confirmed it. I was like, okay, let me look at these films of Dominique and see how Dominique played after he popped his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, he averaged 29.9 uh, a game that first year back, so Cody Kobe could
2: do that, he's Kobe.
0: But he just the same, man. Yep, absolutely. And let me uh, remind people about that final playoff uh, appearance from the Lakers. That was the season Mike Brown, after five games, was fired. Um, and Mike D'Antoni <laughs> came in pretty much to become the head coach of the Lakers. And he wasn't there very long either. Um, <laughs> after, nah. after 2014, nah. they fired his ass. Um, <laughs> and then... Here came Byron Scott, but it wasn't much better for the the Lakers at that point. That roster wasn't very good, but Kobe was there and stuck it out. Antonio, uh, what are your thoughts on – give us your your thoughts on uh, pretty much uh, once Kobe popped his Achilles and and then obviously the the Jazz final game. uh, His final game against the Jazz, we went for 60. Yeah. I, mean, I knew he was doing. All the other game wasn't
3: predicated on explosiveness at that point. It was maybe football. footwork. But mm-hmm. that being said, it's just—I mean, I knew that geez and the was going to catch up to him. Mm-hmm. I knew that was it. Um, at that point in time, I really wasn't watching a ton of uh, a ton of Kobe. Um, <laughs> as we said before, I was trying to transition to the baseball field. So he the The kind of me then was gameful. <laughs> um, unfortunately, like, looking back, I'm like, I, I should have just stuck to my bones and just pulled for both of them, but, you know, at that point in time, it's like, I wasn't watching the point of Kobe, uh, um, mm. but honestly, who wasn't too for that last game versus right Utah, um, I rewatched really it when it came in the other night, and I watched it when it when it was live, um, I've never seen anything like it, man, I've never, was like, he was shooting, uh, I think he shot with 50 shots and and, and we're completely fine with it, man. Everybody was picking it on and rocking it. It was a great sight to see, man. And, you know, it's like the two decades of him playing all bowling down the lane and everything like it. It was just uh, I, I love to see it,
2: man. The last, I think, three minutes when he really fire, fireman, mm-hmm. I've I never seen anything like it, man. That was some, some of the best I've ever seen in my life, man. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's brought back memories, and, you know, obviously,
3: when it happened, like when it happened, um, was it with live, and it was happening a couple of years ago, that was like, it's off. but obviously, I just kind of, I kind of broke down um, when it came on a couple like days ago. I was like, you know, I really can't believe that a uh, guy in here, and he was, you know, mm-hmm. there were rumors of you know, him coming back. Like we, we knew he wasn't coming back. He just completely concerned take the second phase of his life to the father. or, all of his other objections, but, you know, just the idea of, oh, Kobe come back, or even in not even in the player capacity, but if he came back and let you go down the line, or, or something like that, anything would have been fine. It's just the fact that he's gone, you know, it's determined. And, uh, it's it no offense, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm
0: watching that a long game it's kind of all easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. As far as, uh... For me, I'm just still. I was before he injured his Achilles. I was. I would say, the in that game against the Warriors, he did not want to leave the game. He was because the play, the Lakers were pretty much playing for a playoff spot at that time. He was. He was ready. He he did not want to get off that court. He knew that he had to do everything he could to get back into the playoffs. And I thought that was just a great example of leadership um, at that time. And I just admired Kobe. For that, but obviously his Achilles unfortunately popped, and that was pretty much history. Um, and what he did that last, that final game against the Utah Jazz, I thought was just amazing. Uh, that was the same night uh, they were going to show they were showing the Warriors going for win number seventy three, if I if I recall. Uh, that was two two thousand 2016 season. Let me mention that. But what he did was just something special. I mean, to give the fans one more classic Kobe game, that doesn't happen for every athlete. Not every athlete has a great ending, uh, but I thought, in Kobe's case, and the circumstances and the roster that he had, I thought it was just amazing. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on when Kobe popped his Achilles against the Warriors? And obviously the final game um, that he had when he dropped 60 points.
1: Well, when he popped his Achilles, I was like, oh, he about to become Floor Jordan. Okay. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. Why'd I say you? this is... I, but what I, I you know, what, like I said, what impressed me again is that he knew that he had to hit them two shots or he couldn't play anymore. So this cat was still hoping in his mind, okay, if I, you know, I know something going on. I know I got to, you know, he, he he hoping it ain't the worst. But he, you know, kind of tiptoed to the freezer line, hit his shots.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And it was two Achilles. Yep. I was like, yo, this dude is on a different level of dedication, yep. leadership, uh-huh. player. And, you know, he, you know, they pretty much had to go back, you know, to the locker room. And then, you know, of course, he found out that's what it was. But he knew if he didn't take them shots, he'd be out of the game. And, of course, his team needed them points to help them get to the playoffs. Yeah. Now, uh, before we get to the final game, I do recall that one um, practice that they aired <laughs> of him letting folk have it about how he <laughs> oh, boy. About, can't do shit for me. I was like, woo, man. I said, boy, Kobe. I mean, like, yo, I said, this guy, you just, I was like, you know, the generation just wasn't understanding the level of uh, dedication you had to have.
2: Mm-hmm. And he
1: was just noticing that with his teammates. It's just like, yo, these cats are not getting it. Like, either you in, all in or you you not you not for real. and you, you, I need to get some new players out here because I'm not playing with these niggas. I, that's what he pretty much wanted to say. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> then, then lou williams uh i know what lou williams replied to nick young and tweet that he took all the kobe's out of well, locker room
1: yeah, yeah when they played they got beat one time and got blown out and lou williams said he came to the locker room and took all this kobe sneakers back I'm like y'all too soft run me my shit <laughs> <laughs> took all the sneakers back <laughs> i said yo this dude i mean i mean i feel him on that you know Y'all mm-hmm. cats wearing shoes, y'all going ahead just having a good old time, you know, because y'all on the Lakers, y'all we trash. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you you know, cats weren't getting it. You know, of course now they get it, you know, when he left the league and and found out how they had to do it all. You know, you got to watch this man work. At Now, for the final game, I always hope he was going to do something. I said, okay, maybe he might get 30 tonight. I was not going – I did not foresee him hitting 60. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And I watched that game. I was just like, yo, this guy's a legend. Mm-hmm. Like, legend. Like, who goes out their last game and drops 60? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan's official last game was the finals in 98. <laughs> <laughs> Before he had an itch and came back <laughs> <laughs> played for the damn Wizards. Oh
0: my god. That
1: last game against Philly, I was like, that ain't it. i
0: remember 98. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs>
1: You know, but Jordan, you know, he couldn't even go out like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't think there's gonna be any athlete. You know, maybe LeBron might do it, but I don't foresee any athlete. Their last game going out like Kobe did. Yeah. Hey, you know, Who
3: might
1: try it. Though. James Harden, he, he, he try it it, it ain't gonna be fifty shots, it's gonna be
0: eighty-nine, <laughs> 89 <laughs> shots. Oh my god. Uh, thirty-four
1: for thirty-four for the free throw line. <laughs> as we
0: as we close this uh podcast, uh I'ma just open uh one thing. What is gonna be the last what is what should we remember Kobe by Nick? I'll start with you. What should, how should we remember Kobe Bryant?
1: He was a legend. He was a legend on uh, on the court in his second act in his career. I mean, his uh, life after retirement, he was going to be a legend there, too. I mean, you could see it with his kids, Mm -hmm. you know, with his uh, 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, you know, and all his things. He was doing business ventures. And then he was – how he was helping everybody in the league, you Mm -hmm. know, different players and having his own camp.
0: Yeah, all the kids in the academy, too. Kids in the
1: academy, you know. He was – I mean, he was really doing his, his, his thing outside of retirement. I mean, he was doing a lot, you know, that a lot of people, like you said, like Chris said earlier, a lot of people didn't expect to see, you know, they expect him like to lose it. Like Mm -hmm. he ain't gonna be able to function because he ain't got that competitive driver. He just used it towards helping others. Even like a couple of months ago when he uh, went out in uh, that car accident, he went out his way to help those people and check and make sure they was all right before he, uh, you know, went on Mm -hmm. about his business. I mean, Kobe was on another level. Mm-hmm. uh in his in his basketball career for sure he's definitely number two in my book
0: yeah
1: number Absolutely. two greatest player of all time yep um and then you know of course it's michael jordan oh, no tony well. might not uh, <laughs> agree with that because <laughs> he didn't see jordan
2: <laughs> hey I
1: want, them, I want them i want them elder statesmen that saw jordan man that was just a and we just had to be there, man. It's just like, man, Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan was just a different. That dude was just elite beyond elites. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Antonio, I'll give you. What should people uh, remember Kobe? How should people remember Kobe? <coughs> yeah, just being I mean, kind of outside of the basketball player to be tested on, just, like, just the toughness, the
2: leadership, and, and and just fundamentally sound and skilled and basketball. Um, I think he was just, he left a
3: pretty complete life. Um because I was watching somebody on Instagram earlier, and he was just saying that uh, in 40 years of life, Kobe lived a more full life than people who live to be 90 or 100 years old. Mm-hmm. we can only hope and wish that we can accomplish as much in life as he did with the father, with the husband. You know, he cared about um, women's athletics. He cared about the children. Like he literally, he had everything kind of just in place. Um, when like, he the transition from basketball to like outside of basketball, I think he was working
0: Me, uh, of I'll let you speak last, um, but I must say for me, uh definitely he was an icon. He is one of the one of the biggest icons in sports. And I don't think I've seen anybody just love the process of basketball. Everything about it, practice, looking at plays, studying, exercising, <laughs> even rehab, everything. I don't I don't think I can recall an athlete that just loved a game, and was so passionate about it, and willing to share that knowledge to NBA players, to young men, and to young girls, as much as he did. I've never seen anything like it, um, personally, in my lifetime. Um, he definitely will be missed for that, and he was just a great example of what to do his life on the court and off the court, and he definitely will be missed, for sure. Uh, Chris, um, I'm allow you to, uh, have the floor. How should people remember Kobe?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you um, you guys nailed it. You know, and and you've got to to admire the mentality. Um, you know, and and he didn't coin the phrase "mama mentality" mentality until later in his career. Uh, but if you look back at his career, he had that mentality his entire career. He yeah, is mm-hmm. it's about toughness. It's about being the best version of yourself every day. It's about accomplishing things that you feel like you can accomplish, but then when you do accomplish them, not resting on your laurels and trying to accomplish more. And that's what the Mamba mentality is all about. Um, And being able to transition from basketball legend to, you know, soccer dad, essentially, you know, basketball dad, um, Oscar winner, uh, children's book author, um, it, you know, as Antonio said, you know, people around him were, were talking about how happy he was and how at peace he was, and you could sense it, you could see it, uh, and, and you know, it, it was just so, uh, it was so feeling and moving to me as, as a dad myself uh, to see Kobe so much. With his daughter, like I mean, you he, he, when when they would put the camera on him, she was almost He was never alone. He was always with Gigi. Gigi was always with him. And then I remember that last game uh, that reaired the other night, uh, and Kobe you know had the mic and he was speaking after the game, and they you know kind of panned the shot over toward Vanessa and Gigi and Natalia, and Gigi looked like she was ready to run onto the court. Like that's how she was just staring so intently at her dad. You know, mm-hmm. like you could tell that there was just a just a super, you know, dad daughter connection there. Like they just had this chemistry that was that I, I had not seen before. You know, with an athlete and their their child. There, it's just it was so unique, man. And so, you know, Kobe Kobe leaves a, a legacy of of you know his basketball legacy, of course uh goes without saying or whatever, but the other stuff, like the, the parent, you know, Kobe the parent. You know, Kobe transitioning to this career trying something completely different different than what he had done before and having success with it and then trying to share that with other people, trying to instill that mentality in others, right? Like, you know, he, he didn't just instill that mentality in basketball players. He wanted people to know, listen, if you work hard and if you have a stronger uh, belief in your abilities, that you can you can accomplish the things that you feel like you can not accomplish, you know. And so, you know, when you think about all of these, you know, commercials and all of the stuff that he did over his career, like that's that's what he's pushing people to do. He's pushing you to challenge yourself to be better, you know. And and that's what I'll remember most about Kobe, man. Like the basketball player, of course, uh, but just the mentality. Like I want you to be better. You're capable of being better. You've got to put your mind toward being better. And if you believe in your ability to be better,
0: then guess what? You'll be better.
3: Absolutely.
0: Peace, Cody, GG and the other seven that were on board. Yeah. Um. Thank you all. Thank uh. Thank you, Chris, and, and Antonio, for joining us. Um. And me and Nick are just definitely grateful for you guys to come through. Uh. Will come through in this podcast. And <clears throat> to all of you, thank you for listening. And uh, next time we definitely next time we get on this podcast, we definitely we have a lot more fun. But today we just had to shed a light and uh, one of the all time greats. Thank you, Kobe, for your 20 seasons in the NBA. Thank you, Gianna, for making for now for letting young girls showing young girls that they can also in in your age that you can play ball. And thank you to the rest of you for your lives as well. Thank you all for listening to Ronnik's Rundown. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening to Ron Nick's Rundown and can't wait for you to listen to it next time. Yeah.